I got this idea from for this podcast for this episode because my son came and uh, showed me this YouTube trivia video, and it was like the '80s sitcoms uh, theme theme song shows of the '80s, right? Mm-hmm. And it was they give you a little snippet, and then it's like, can you guess it? So he's like, Dad, I think you could probably do well at this. Check it out. So we played it, and I sung along with each of them. And then I named it and they're like, bling. And I'm like, right. And then the next one comes, I sung along with it and I named it bling. And, and I did this maybe 20 times and he's sitting there staring at me. Like he's amazed, but I also think he's kind of concerned. Like he probably should be. He's probably like, dad, you need to get out more. Well, that's not, that's from my old days though. Like that's the, the, the eighties, uh, sitcom theme songs are so stuck in my head that they're part of my brain. They're part of my structure. Right. Uh, because you know, you grow up single mom, gen X latchkey, whatever. And like, like I was raised by television. Right. That was my, that was my mommy. I had a little television titty of theme songs just milking out on me like throughout my whole childhood. And so I know them all. Welcome to the 80s and 90s Uncensored, uh, the podcast about the 80s and 90s for people who care about that crap. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about the best 80s sitcom theme songs. Yes. So we each brought to the table our four best 80s sitcom theme songs. And we're going to see what the other selected and figure it out by who can sing it best. Yeah. And, and I don't remember the lyrics per se, like I used to, but I, I know enough to like, you'll, 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 you'll probably get it. Okay. Well, you go first. You go first. Okay. I'm excited um, to see what you got. What came up what with. Well, okay. Pick you one. remember this one? Show me that smile. Oh, show me that smile. Living on a We know the best is ready to begin. It's like, ooh, as long as we got each other, na 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 na, we'll be the hands, baby, you and me. Is that growing? We gotta be the luckiest dreamers. Is that growing? Na, 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 growing pains? Yeah. Ah, uh, mm, nailed it. All right. That's that's, a, that's, a, that's what I love about the eighties. Is the just sitcom songs were so like, dude. I feel catchy. I feel the family. I feel the motivation. Yeah, growing pains. That's back uh, before Kurt Cameron turned into. Kurt Cameron got all like uh, kind of save the universe from from the devil or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I like the show. I don't know if it's my favorite sitcom, but it was one of my favorite sitcom theme songs. Just because I felt warm and family like it was. It was family like. I was like, I don't have family like that, but that theme song makes me feel like I do. I liked the show back in the day. Like I thought Kurt Cameron was cool. Like it did go downhill when they brought Leonardo DiCaprio onto the show. Not that it was his fault, but it was like, you know how 80s shows at some yeah. point they'd start to go downhill. So they'd bring on a new character or they'd have a baby like or Mary, a new kid. children had that kid come in. I was like, who yeah. the hell is this kid? Where did he come from? And then, you know, your show's in trouble when you bring on the new, when you bring on a kid yeah. or, a, or a hot chick or something like that. Right. Let's move Kurt Cameron into the room above the garage and bring on a new kid. <laughs> Yeah, 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 but but who who is the sister there? She was one of those like uh, '80s crushes that you know you got the, the the sitcom crushes, and then later she had kind of a a little bit of a film career, I think. 
she, she was she was sisters with that other sitcom guy, uh, Bateman, Jason Bateman. Justine Bateman? No, Justine yeah. Bateman wasn't on Family Ties. Or no. Justine, Justine Bateman was on Family Ties. She wasn't on Growing Pains. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm totally confusing that. Mm-hmm. She was on Family Ties. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't okay. think of that girl's name. Um, but yeah, that was it. Yeah, the mom went on to do a bunch of like made-for-TV movies. Uh, on the Lifetime. Yeah, Lifetime channel stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hallmark Channel. And then uh, what's the guy's name that was the dad? Canadian guy, famous Canadian guy. Do you know he actually wrote a whole buttload of, of theme songs? No, I didn't know that. Sitcom theme songs. Did you but know not that? this one? Did he write this one? So I don't think he wrote this one, hmm. but he might have wrote Family Ties and a bunch of others. Okay. Um, what, 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 what's his name? Alan Thicke. Yeah. And Tracy Gold was the sister. Tracy Gold is the sister from that one. Tracy Gold. Yeah. She was gold too. But you, but you know, Alan Thicke, he, he, he wrote a whole buttload of theme songs. He wrote another one that I'm going to sing to you. Okay. I'll sing, I'll sing this one next after yours. And then, and then, then I'll tell you that Alan Thicke wrote it. All right. Well, you'll guess this one right away. Uh, it's an easy one, but I'll, I'll but but I'll pretend I won't, so I can just listen to your. Well, because I I think I can only remember the chorus. You take the good, you take the bad, you take the both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. And it's in the thing. Yeah. Things we never see. You believe in. Oh, there you go. You know better than I do. The facts are not all about you. The facts are not all about you. Living the facts of life. Living the facts of life. Yeah, dude. Yeah. When you first suggested this, that was the first song that came to my mind. I instantly, yeah. you, you hear that song once and you will remember it for the rest of your life. Dude, totally. The facts of life is like the, one of the catchiest songs ever made theme song or not. It had the four the four girls four girls yeah it was like one of the rare shows starring women mostly you know versus like a family or men like there yeah, were many like four orphans living with another like yeah, yeah living with that old lady yeah and later the lady went away but but like we're talking fine facts of life did you ever have a huge crush on Blair that character Blair from the no, I never had really much of a crush of the girls on that show, truthfully. Like oh, I watched it. She but... was kind of like a aristocratic and blonde. And then wasn't one of them called Joey? The, yeah, the, like, Joe. Because they had the Joe, that's it, the tough girl. And then you had the like the girl. yeah, the the different type Tootie. of girls. No, Tootie, yeah, the black girl. <laughs> and she was kind of like, I don't know, fashionable and quirky, and, and then Natalie to the fat girl. Let's just say it. Come on. Because you gotta have one of every. Every, yeah. you know, the, the bringing them together, all the different types, but then they become friends because they're living together yeah. in the orphanage. I mean, what, if, what if in an alternate universe, the facts of life girls were actually like younger golden girls, you know? Maybe they what were. What if they did like a crossover? That'd be, That'd be awesome. cool. Here, here's one for you. And you, you'll get this because we just talked about it. Thank you for being a friend. Do, 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 do. Down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, he invited everyone you knew. You would see the very big, biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say, 
Thank you for being a friend. Dude, I'm really impressed with your ability to know so many of the lyrics to these songs. Yeah, and I'm not looking them up. Like, that's just for my brain. And, and you know, I, I, I use blah, blah, blah sometimes when I don't know it, but I know, I know quite a bit. That's pretty good. I didn't really like that show. You didn't like the Golden Girls? No, because I don't know, a bunch of old ladies being old ladyish just didn't do anything for me when I was a kid. I'd probably like it now. Now that I'm like, you know, a decrepit old man, I'd be like, I understand your aches and pains. <laughs> well, you should do a rewatch on it. It's on Hulu. And Betty White is a national treasure. I mean, there's, everyone agrees on that. And, and I think you're right, though. I think as a, a kid, I kind of liked it. But but as an adult, I, I, I think it's awesome. And I'm not as old as they were because I'm not geriatric yet, but I'm getting there. But the humor, I think, really, get, get, I think you can get the humor now as an adult. I probably would appreciate it more now as an adult than I did as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. You should rewatch it, dude. Just just go on Hulu, check it out, do a rewatch because it's freaking hilarious. Okay. I mean, it was funny back then. And even as a kid, I kind of liked it. Um, but it's it's as an adult, it's just it's way funnier, actually. OK, I'll yeah, put it on the rewatch dude, list. I think she's the queen of the universe. And I think we should just develop a serum to keep her alive forever. I agree. And make her the queen of America. Yeah. But one, one day, you know what I want to do? I want to, I want to like maybe you and me figure out our picks for like which Ninja Turtle corresponds to which Golden Girl. <laughs> That'd be a fun one. You know, I don't know why, but I think that would be interesting. Okay. And right. I just want to throw that out there because that's what I think about, you know, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm working and I'm doing stuff, I don't even really like that much. And I'm just like, hmm. It's boring, but you know what? What if we matched each Ninja Turtle to a corresponding Golden Girl? That's far more interesting this, than this stuff I'm doing right now um, at work. I'll put that on the list of future episodes. <laughs> can you, can you, and I am still single. Well, I mean, now that we've put the wine bar out there to the universe, I think you'll find a girl. I think, I think you'll find yourself a nice wine drinking, loving girl that's into like nerdy old stuff. And uh, she'll be like, this Jameson Fenderson, who might he be? And you'll be like, I am said Jameson. And she'll be like, excellent. Let's go have us some wine. Cha-cha-cha-cha. Hey, man, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sing your song. All right. You'll probably get this one. Ah, let's see if I can do it. I bet we've been together for a million years. And I'll bet we'll be together for a million more. I think I'm doing that wrong, but, oh, it's like I started breathing on the night we kissed, and I can't remember ever what I did before. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? Sha-na-na-na, there's some sha-na-na-na-na in there somewhere. love each other, too. Well, what would we do, do, baby, without, without us? Shut up, Yeah. That's family ties. Dude, I love that show. That show was probably my favorite show back then. And yeah. I still put it in, in a top tier show. I think it's, you know, a fantastic family show. I, w I wanted to be Michael J. Fox. I wanted to be a young Republican running around in a suit because I thought they were cool. That was before <laughs> I grew up and realized that they were devils. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
back then i'm like i want to be a republican and wear a suit like michael j fox well it's interesting uh, i don't know the whole gen x thing was funny because I, I don't know about you but I, i'm not mr right wing or anything but i think i was more conservative than my parents i certainly was more conservative even when i first started being able to vote and pay attention but i think the problem is is conservative politics have gone so far to the right. Well, I, I, but, but I'm not even talking necessarily about politics more than just um, just kind of socially conservative. Like mm-hmm. if, even if you take politics out of it, like, you know, the parents in that show and even like my, my parents were like hippie and free love and like we don't really have to worry about raising kids that much because we're all free and stuff. And, and, and they're all like free spirity kind of way. And I thought, because I don't know, maybe because they were a little too much that way. Like we, at the t- even as a kid, I was more like, Hey, how about, you know, let's go get some groceries. Like, Hey mom, did you pay your bills? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stuff like that, where I don't know where, where you just, I don't know that more of that eighties, nineties, maybe we were, not necessarily even if a political thing, but you, you see how even like Michael J. Fox is that kind of that conservative Republican guy, but even the other kids are maybe a little bit more grounded than the parents, man. They're all idealists and they're like, Hey, we're going to go off to protest for the weekend, feed yourselves, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a good show. It kind of shows that Gen X parent dynamic, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this one, You'll be actually surprised because um, this is the one that was written by Alan Thicke, um, but it's a... Uh, well, Alan uh, Thicke was a multi-talented guy. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, that helps. Different strokes? <laughs> Different strokes to rule the world. Yes, it does. It takes different strokes to rule the world. He wrote the different strokes song, huh? Yeah. And he wrote a whole bunch of other, he wrote that song, which is weird because that seems like a total like non-Canadian white guy thing to write. Dude, that was like every child's dream was to be adopted by the dad on different strokes. You know, like, man, why can't I get adopted by some rich guy? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like Punky Brewster was adopted Same by thing, a rich yeah. guy. Those those two, like Gary Coleman and his brother were, were adopted by the rich guy. And they got to hung out with the cute blonde girl too. It's like back in the 80s, they had all these shows and movies about like the kid being adopted by the kind, rich dude. Because they knew all the kids out there would watch that. Yeah. They'd be like, we're dreaming. Yeah, we're my chance. I'm, I'm, <laughs> my family I'm sucks. Can I be adopted? My, my family sucks. Rich guys. By the, Come yeah, on. We, could start, we didn't have the internet back then. Otherwise, we could have started a website like <laughs> looking for rich guy dad. Well, maybe that, maybe that would have been. But that might sound a little creepy. Yeah. that that I think that but means you're looking for real, something like, else. I, I'm looking, looking for, for rich sugar daddy. daddy. Yeah. Home, I think there's I'm a site out there. Real kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm not for, actually looking for a sugar daddy in the sense that you're thinking I'm looking for a sugar daddy. Cause I want a rich daddy. <laughs> yeah. Silver, silver spoons and silver all spoons was another one. Yeah. I don't know if he was adopted, but no, he I think was he like, was actually his son, but like he was initially raised by the mother and then the dad got him. Was that the story with that one? Like that. I mean, I don't remember. It's been so long. That since was kind of that. a recurring theme in, in movies and TVs in the eighties was like some down and out 
kid gets adopted by a guy, a single dude who's wealthy, and but he's also kind. Yeah. We should do a retrospective on that because, I mean, that's an interesting show, too, because they it was that had the controversial scene where the boys go and get, you know, <gasps> t- pictures taken of them by the creepy, you yeah. know, Chimo guy. And like they had a lot of kind of controversial episodes. And these sitcoms got really dark every now and then. Yeah. Do you know Alan Thicke? Do you know what else he wrote? No, go ahead. Well, I don't know. Is it one of the, it might be one of the songs that I'm going to sing. So the fact, well, it's the one you already did. He wrote the facts of life too. No, oh, did he? Yeah. Alan Thick, dude. If, wrote the if, facts the, of life. if the name of the show is in the theme song, it was quite possibly written by Alan Thick. Yeah. But that that's, I, I, when I was doing kind of a little research on this, I was like, Oh wait, Alan Thick actually wrote a whole buttload of uh, TV songs in the eighties. So, but he didn't write the one for the song that he, he didn't write the song for the show he was on. Yeah, that's the way it goes. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Starts with a little piano. And then it's like, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows. So I'm trying to think of like, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your names. And they're always You're glad always you came. Glad. You want yeah, to be yeah, where yeah. you can see. Your troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. That's on my list too. That is, it's a top 10 TV show of all time, in my opinion. Like, I love that show. And they did such a good job of transitioning. Like most shows, if they lose major stars, they, they die, but they actually replaced two stars in that series as it went along. And it, it helped them stretch it out longer and gave them new good storylines. Fantastic show. Yeah, and they were good characters. And they were good characters. Absolutely. Yeah. Making our way in the world today takes everything you've got. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So I actually did a rewatch during the, this pandemic thing. Of Cheers? Because we couldn't go to the taverns or anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked it when I was a kid, but I liked it even more now because it's just funny, dude. Yeah. That night of television, for a while, you had Cheers followed up by Night Court. And it was like oh, two fantastic Court. shows right in a row. Yeah. And Cheers, you know, what's interesting is like during the pandemic, I, I'd actually get one of my like Portland microbrews mm-hmm. and watch Cheers. And 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 I'm now I'm like, now I can go out to taverns again or whatever. And I don't even want to. I'm like, I'm just going to hang out with with Norm at Cheers because these guys are way funnier than those schlubs at the tavern. And this this beer is a lot cheaper. So I'm like, you know, I kind of like it here with Cheers. And it's funny, dude. It's just a funny show. It's well written. And that's so what I love about it. Such great Crappy characters. Like, not funny at all. But this one's just funny, dude. It cracks me up. Yeah. Stands the test of time. Yeah. I, I, I did a rewatch of it, uh, like I said. And, 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 I, and I just think it's even funnier now that I'm an adult. Yeah. Because the jokes are more written towards you as an adult versus as kids. Yeah. We're, like, we're like, it's funny. I don't quite get that joke, but it's funny, you know? So I'm, yeah, but now it's like, oh, I, you know, you now because you met that guy at the bar, right? Or, or they're talking about something you might talk about with your club buddies at the bar, right? Totally, like, you get the joke so much more now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said, like some of the characters would leave, but they'd replace them, but with good characters. Like Christy Alley was good when she came and kind of replaced Shelley Long, right? Yep, yep. And uh, Woody Woody Harrelson replaced. Uh, Replaced the old guy when he died. I don't remember the actual I don't his think guy's they were name. Really, replacements as much as they were just hey, we have some we're bringing on these characters now. Um, not necessarily to replace because they weren't like the other characters. That's what you know? made it work because they didn't. I mean, you know, Woody was kind of a dumbass, like uh, Coach was. I think his name yeah. was. They called him Coach, 
but yeah, but they didn't bring in another old guy. Exactly. That's the thing. And, you know, they didn't bring in another love interest for Sam, you know, they had that kind of sexual tension going on, but she, you know, wasn't quite in the same way that it, yeah. So they didn't play, you know, the dynamic wasn't the same with the characters, you know? Yeah. And the theme song's really cool because it's very welcoming. Yeah. You're like, I want to go there. Where everybody knows your name. Don't you kind of, yeah. Don't you kind of want to go? I would love to have a, if I would go to the bar a hell of a lot more if I had one like that. Yeah. Well, I got one here. Nice. Well, yeah, but that's all the way in Issaquah, dude. I can't do that when I move back to Seattle. It's like, I'd have stuff to get home. Come to my no, dude, I'm not moving. No. Well, everybody knows my name for like mostly good reasons, but sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's not good when everybody knows your name. You know what I'm saying? True that. All right. What's your next one? All right. Um, okay. Here we go. Sometimes the world seems perfect. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes I'm not. Get a feeling like you need some kind of change. Standing tall on the wings of my dreams. Rise and fall on the wings of my dreams. Don't you just want to get up and go do something now? Yeah. um, I can't think of the name of the show. I I recognize that song, though. I'm brain farting. Like if Rocky had a had a sitcom in the 80s, that would be the theme song. Makes me want to get up and do something with my life. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of the show, though. Like, I, I know the song. I recognize it. I'm just going to give it to you. I need, you need to work for it. All right, give me a clue. Who was uh-huh. in it? Who was in it? Name, name, some, name one uh, of the people this? that was in it. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, was that uh, Balky and uh, what's... Uh, um, not name... They're cousins. Um, yeah. Yeah, and- that one. You know, their cousins, they're, they, they, they don't really know each other. So they're, what? You know, uh, they're uh, totally different I, in I, many ways. And they don't know each other. So they're, what? Best friends? Fuck buddies? Dude, <laughs> I don't remember a show called Fuck so Buddies. I know you haven't given me a t- And I know I know that show too. Um, and I'm going to yeah. feel really stupid once you finally name it. Yeah. They don't know. If you don't know someone. Then you don't know them. Right. And so therefore you are enemies just because you don't know someone doesn't mean they're your enemy, dude. That's the kind of thing. Impossible. Milo. Perfect strangers. Perfect strangers. Uh, Perfect strangers. Jesus. I knew this show. I just couldn't remember the freaking name of it. Like, yeah. (laughs) But it starts out the theme. And, 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 and so the, the American guy, he's like got his stuff packed up on his car. Yeah. He was a photographer. That he, he, you know, watching that show, I'm like, I want to be a photographer. Yeah, but and then Balky's in some kind of like Eastern European goat herding village, and he's like, gives his cane to his dad. He's like, I'm out of here, dad. I'm gonna go to America. And then, you know, somehow they get together in the in the city, and they're gonna make their dreams come true together. But they're, you know, they got the shenanigans, the '80s fun, you know, stuff. It's funny, Balky Bartakamus and the. He's funny and they're funny. I like it, but I like the theme song. Cause it's just, it may, I don't know. Like I, I went off into the Navy um, and went overseas and shipboard. And I'm like, I'm fucking out of here guys. See ya. I'm going to go make my dreams come true. And I, and I have that kind of theme song in my head when I do, when I did stuff like that. And now I don't. And you now know, you're like, wait a minute. Life is nothing like a theme song for a TDCV yeah, sitcom. Yeah. This is bullshit. You lied to me, TV. You lied to me. I trusted in you. Yeah. So now, now I just, I think about, I, I listen to a theme song like that. And I think about like, I, well, I procreated my son will have dreams and aspirations. 
to eventually while. get squashed someday when and he then grows he'll into get squashed. Yeah. But he'll have them. He won't know any better. Um, and he'll, he, he'll, he'll, his life for a while will be like a theme song, like the perfect strangers one. Um, and he'll think maybe I'm going to leave um, my comfortable middle-class suburban neighborhood and move to the city, make my dreams come true. And he's going to try it. And it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And that theme song will play. And then later I'll be like an old man. He'll be a middle-aged guy. We'll be drinking beer. Like, psh, wow. Yeah. And, and he'll say the same thing. He'd be like, dad, TV lied to me. <laughs> You're like, yes, son, it did. Yeah. Well, he's more focused on education and, and things. So maybe his dreams will actually come true. We can always hope. All right. My last one, you probably recognize this one. Well, you will recognize this one really quick, uh, actually, because the name is in the lyrics. New boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs and it's understood. He's just there to take good care of me. Charles in charge of my life. Charles in is that right? Char of our nights. Charles in charge of me. <laughs> I know I'm butchering that. No, that's a catchy song. It is a catchy song. That's what made me think of that one. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and it's almost like that rich dad thing, only it's the opposite where it's that poor caretaker, but he's really cool and he cares about you, unlike your parents. Kind of like the, so Charles is like the dad nanny or the kind of like the, I don't know, the guy who takes care of those kids, but he's like, they're also their friend. Um, and it, it kind of like, kind of like, I don't know, Mr. Belvedere, like he's employed at the house and he's our butler, but he's, oh, he's yeah, really, Mr. Belvedere. That was a good one too. cares about us and, and we, we can trust this guy and our parents, we don't really trust them, but we trust this guy better. So kind of, kind of like that or, or Tony Danza. Oh yeah. It well, yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot, uh, I can't think of her name. Ale, Ale, Aline? No. Alicia Lamana. I know start with an A. You know, he moves yeah, she in. She talks about every boy's crush too at that age. Well, the show you're talking about, Nicole Eggert was in that Oh, one. dude, totally, man. Totally had a crush on her. She was so oh, cute. Yeah. And yeah. that was at the appropriate age. <laughs> so it was fine for me to have a crush on her then. And even when she made a, like a little guest appearance on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, I was like, oh, there she is on the, on the Mario Brothers show. What's up, girl? So if you had to choose between Alicia Milano or Nicole Eggert, like so, at, at their peak, 80s, well, I mean, they might be at their peak now. I'm, you know, so 80, you know, this era. I don't know, because it's interesting because now I'm a uh, like a middle-aged dude and I actually look more like, like it, less on looks and more like, are you going to be a pain in the ass in my life? So I'd actually have to get to know them. Like I, I mean, well, based on their characters in the show. Based on their characters in the show, yeah, like uh, uh, older Alicia Milano, not when the show started and she was like twelve, but like towards the end of the show when she was actually. Well, I was an about adult. the same age as her, probably. So I, I, like going back, I could totally say that that's okay. But I, I like Alyssa Milano's character because she's kind of gritty and from the hood. Yeah, she's kind of um, tough. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't want and you wouldn't want to mess with her because her dad is Tony Danzi punch you yeah. in the face and break your nose so that that was kind of cool i mean at least she might be a pain in the ass but at least she, she'd be kind of real nicole eggert's character would be more of the kind of the maybe a little bit of the high maintenance stuff um so i'd probably go i'd probably go with the uh with the rough rough around the edges chick because at least you know you know you get more honesty and stuff there <laughs> <laughs> Some serious relationship analysis stuff <laughs> of 80s TV show characters. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you have it, 80s and 90s podcast listeners, uh, as always, feel free to check us out on Twitter, the 80s and 90s com, or our website, which is the 80s and 90s.com. 
And until next time, we're out of here, like Gary Coleman's career after leaving Different Strokes. I listened to all of those theme songs before we recorded this too. I was like, I was playing the songs because it's that yeah, way I could sing. I didn't, I didn't have to. They were already in my head. Well, it's got to have something in there. So now we know what it is. It's sitcoms theme music from the yeah. 80s. Sitcom theme songs. We know something's in there. You have it, world. <laughs> yeah. Like Herman's head. He's got those four, four people. Mine would be just a bunch of like Alan, Alan Thicke clones singing 80s TV sitcoms. <laughs>